post-it. I'm a big fan of post-its uh, on my computer. And so um, I wrote down this one, which it says, uh, run your race, mm. run your race. If you've ever trained for like a marathon or a triathlon or anything, you know, sort of epic, um, your coach or whatever training plan will say, you know, you just do, you do you. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing around you. Good morning. Welcome to season five of the 15-ish minute coffee chat, a conversation providing tips for every entrepreneur and business owner. As a small business or entrepreneur, finding B2B clients or business to business clients to fill your client base can feel overwhelming and a tiny bit scary. Join hosts Selena of How Holy Socially Inspired and Anna of Nomad About with guest Leah Niederthal of Smarts Gets Paid to discuss landing long-term clients and selling business to business, even if you aren't a salesperson. Anyway, yes. so yes, we are super excited about today's show. We're going to be talking about business to business selling, which is something that I am going to just be really upfront and honest about. I am not great at. I'm mm -hmm. an incredibly confident person, but when it comes to selling, I am, mm -hmm. it's like imposter syndrome suddenly happens. I get sweaty and my heart yeah. starts racing and I don't know what to say or if I'm saying the right things and I get very uncomfortable. So I'm really excited to have Leah on today because I think yeah. that she is going to be able to provide us some really good insight into how to do it better. You know? I I, I agree. And I was telling Leah in an email that I've been binging her podcast. So I'm really excited because like we get to actually live talk with her. Yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yes, exactly. At my podcast going, yes, Leah. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, so she'll, she'll be able to respond. Real time. Yes, exactly. Okay. So before we get too far into our conversation and um, read Leah's bio to bring her in, yeah. I do want to ask one question to anyone that's out there listening right now. Are you afraid of cold calling a, a new client? Like if it's just somebody you think you might want to work with, are you afraid to just pick up the phone or send an email and introduce yourself and see if they want to work with you? I want to know. So pop your yeah. answer in the comments. Let us know um, what a, a yes or no. Give us some information. Yeah. So. We want to know. Okay. Um, okay. Let me let me bring up. Um, we're going to just talk about Leah for a second so you guys know who is on our show today. Yes. All right. Go ahead, Anna. You get it. Okay, so Leah Niederthal is a sales coach for women who get business-to-business -business consulting and coaching businesses, and she's the founder of Smarts Gets Paid. She's a three-time business owner who started her career in corporate marketing. Leah didn't learn to sell by being a commissioned salesperson. She taught herself everything she could about it, overcame selling shyness. That's what I was talking about. Um, and she created a sales approach that feels comfortable and builds strong client relationships and gets results. Super excited. Um, so now she shares those secrets she's learned teaching women how to get B2B consulting and coaching clients they really want, get more yeses, and get paid dramatically more for every contract. She's the creator of the signed 10-week sales training program and the Pack Your Pipeline 21-day LinkedIn Accelerator and other programs. She's also the host of the Smarts Gets Paid podcast that Selena's been binging on lately, mm -hmm. where listeners go behind the scenes into her actual calls with clients and where Leah is tackling their biggest sales challenges. Um, they can learn sales strategies that they can use in their business. So prior to getting 
prior to starting the smart skate paid leah built and grew three and sold three businesses so this is not like your newbie out there just saying uh, hey no. i know how to do this this is yeah. somebody who like knows how to do this right yes. all right oh, so I think, should we just pull her in yeah do it anna let's right. say hi Hello. Oh, hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. <laughs> Hello. We're so excited you're here. You are a smart Thank cookie, and I'm super excited that you're here to share your expertise with everybody. So, thanks so much for having me, and uh, I'm so glad to be here with Selena's mother-in-law too. I know. Oh. Hi, Leah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, okay, so before we kind of move on, um, and then we're gonna have to kick you out, Mom. <laughs> is we're gonna do a quick, and I wanted to share real fast. Um, I wasn't sure if this is appropriate, but I I, I have oh. my Animal Kingdom mug today, Leah, because I figured, you know, when Business World, it's an animal, it's, a, I don't know. Whatever. It's a jungle out there. Thank you. That's what I was going for. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, exactly. <laughs> okay, yes. guys, we're going to go do a quick little, I'm going to cheers you, actually. All right. On three. One, two, three. Yay! Awesome. Hi, everybody. Bye, Leah. Bye, Anna. Bye-bye. Bye, Joanne. Thank you. Thank you. I have to explain a little bit about my mug right here. So this is a little joke that my um, business bestie Megan and I have. It's called, it stands for burn down your business. <laughs> Every time we sort of hit a wall and of course it's, it seems super dramatic and nothing's working. We, um, you know, sort of have that moment where like, should we just burn down our business? But this <laughs> mug is to remind us that, you know, let's just turn it into a little joke and no, we don't have to burn down our business. And I the answer, it. the answer is probably on the other side of just a little bit of reflection and, uh, and time. That is so perfect. Yeah. I feel like Anna, um, Leah just gave us something we need to do for ourselves. We can do our business bestie thing. Like when we think we want to like throw the towel in, we're going to be like, no, let's bring out that mug that we have. It's yes. like, oh, you're doing best, it again. Best. You're doing it again. Best first tip of the show today, Leah. Seriously. <laughs> Don't burn down your business. Just take a moment of reflection. Right. Uh, first, first tip is get yourself a mug to show you how silly you're being. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer our quick little comments, we actually had some people pop in the comments. Um, so cold calling you clients, one Facebook user, I hate it. We've got John over here who's not afraid of cold calling anyone. He's the one who got Miss America. He 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 pitched her for our show. We got her on our show, which was awesome. Yeah. We have another Facebook user that's gonna be in our Millspouse Creatives group that says, not afraid, but you're really anxious. That's what happens with me. And then um, we've got our friend Heidi here who says, I would be afraid of cold calling to ask for business, but I have no problem calling to chat and getting to know the person and wow. would approach sales this way, which is super smart, Heidi. So yeah, so interesting. We've got a whole kind of range of people, the unfearful and then the ones like me that are like, you know? Yeah, I, I will say though, I do, I do how Heidi does it. Um, I'm from Hawaii and I don't know what, but we always have to seek a connection when we are cold calling and that's kind of our thing. So when we call, sometimes we may say like, oh, your business is in such and such area. I went to high school there. You know what I mean? I search for any type of connection that allows like, just like they'll look up now at you, right? Versus looking anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's right. And I mean, you know, what's interesting about when you start to get any clients in your business and then also when you think about getting bigger clients, um, 
which are you know biz the businesses that you could that could benefit from your services. Um, you know, I actually didn't come from this world and uh, world of selling, right? My background is in corporate marketing. And uh, so I don't like cold calling either. And in fact, I don't teach cold calling because you can start to get uh, clients that are uh, businesses and really any clients for, you know, with the business that you're running without doing any cold calling. So I yeah. love that. Hooray. So now, I'm so glad. <laughs> Good. Because it is about that connection, you know, cold calling is kind of like, hey, I've got some, let's say consulting, right? Let's say that's something you do and maybe it's marketing consulting or leadership consulting. Cold calling is like, hey, I got to consult some consulting. You want some consulting? And the answer for most people is going to be no. So yeah. it's really about how do you build the relationship? How do you help clients sort of go through the no, build the no like and trust factor? Right. go through their own education and be there when they're ready instead of just sort of showing up and being like, Hey, it's me. Want to, want to give me money. <laughs> well, I'm excited for today's yeah. conversation. Cause I really think that I think people know bits and pieces of that process, or they're really good at one thing, but then don't know what to do next to take it from that friendship and relationship you've built to actually selling who you are and what you have and making that, something that they want from you. And I think that's where, at least for me, the disconnect is like, I don't know how to move it from that, from one relationship to the next. So hopefully in our conversation today, you can like throw out some pointers and make me like <laughs> sales of the world, right? Sure, exactly. <laughs> All right, so before we get started on that conversation though, we do wanna pop up our toolkit which is the, uh, we ask, always ask our guests, what's one thing that you're using in your business that you cannot do without? And Leah threw out Slack and um, as one of the, one of the things that she had popped in there. So Slack is pretty awesome if you're not using it. It's like a teamwork tool. Um, there's channels and it keeps you organized and you can just keep everything kind of in one chat thread or conversation. And then you can have, you can have private DMs, but it just, it's like a repository where you're not scrolling and searching forever for things. So Leah, tell us how you use Slack in your business. Well, my team and I are on Slack all the time. So I think the first and for you know, the biggest reason is for team communication. Um, email is a terrible way to, you know, work with the team. And so Slack is almost like having a, you know, a chat going at all times and, you know, you're always available and we can sort of keep things together and organized so that we are all working in the same direction. Another yeah. thing we use it for is to um, keep us motivated because you know, my team and I are all working in different places where we're all working independently. And, but we want to celebrate the good things that are happening in our business. So when somebody uh, purchases one of our courses or signs up for something, um, we get a little notification that says, hey, you know, Sarah Smith purchased XYZ, you know, like little, you know, celebration emoji. And then we can all sort of, you know, get excited and we know that what we're doing is working. I love that. I love the motivation factor that you just yeah. brought in there. That's like so super important when you're working within a team. Like it's not just about the actual work, right? It's celebrating those wins and getting excited for your teammates when something great happens for them or when they make progress in a certain area, just so that you want to keep going. So yes. Exactly, and working on your own business can be kind of lonely. And so you want to find every opportunity to you know, bring the team together, so to speak. 
And yeah. so it doesn't, so, so running your own business isn't as lonely. Oh, yes. I, I love, I love that you are trying to find those, those ways, right. To keep the team together and it's, and to not be lonely, like you said. Um, yeah. uh, you know what, Anna, I never thought about it. It's funny. We, Anna and I use Slack with like other clients and other, but we actually have not used it together for ourselves. No, we we said the Gmail thing. I'm like, she's so right. Anna and I have one zillion emails back and forth of other clients. And I'm like, I don't know why, why would, why would we not even, we're using it anyway. I know I am part of like 40 billion Slack groups, right? Like that's what it feels like sometimes when I get in there, I'm like, okay, I have 900 messages that I have to go through, but it is nice. It is nice that I can, you know, I, that I that I go, but yes, Selena, we probably should have a Slack channel that's for our <laughs> that's for, us. for our business. I I don't know why Leah said it, and I was just like, why? <laughs> been doing this a little bit, Anna, and I don't know why that's something we've not done for ourselves. <laughs> I know that's super funny. Yeah. I will say that one of the things I love most about Slack is the integrations that it has. That yeah. it does integrate with all of your G Suite stuff and i mean there's just so many opportunities for integration so you don't have to like download and upload and all that kind of stuff you can just you know send them on over to that that link over there right yeah yes no love it and i thank you for sharing this one because i think it is a very valuable tool and it is free you guys there is a free version so yeah as entrepreneurs know that we like stuff that we can kind of incorporate to make our businesses run more efficiently but also doesn't like break the bank break the bank before we've made the bank which is why leah is here so (laughs) yes yes, exactly (laughs) oh my gosh what's next oh i know what's next i know so leah we have had um uh, on our previous show a mental health therapist and those seem to have been actually our more popular episodes um that have been downloaded on the podcast and so we wanted to incorporate some mental health aspect to our show because we think especially as a solopreneur it's important for us to kind of keep ourselves a little sane. So um, we have a mental health coffee barista serving <laughs> up a question to start the show. So that's what we're going to do. Let me let me do this. And Anna, here, I'm going to let you read this the question there. Sure. What we're going to ask. So Leah, in what ways have you grown or changed as a result of your work? That was our question from Lauren Brune, who's our mental health barista today. Thanks, Lauren. What a great question. Oh my gosh, you guys, I could sort of talk for hours about this one question. I'm sure you could too. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. I, I think even running a business changes you. Starting a business changes you. Taking an idea from just in your head to out in the world changes you. And then as you go on, you, you know, you change over and over, you know, several times in the course of a, the life of your business. But if I had to say um, a couple of ways that I've grown or changed as a result of my work. So um, I was, you know, raised in a household that really valued uh, education and doing things the right way. And, you know, like a lot of us were. And one of the sort of outcomes of that is that in my career working for other people and corporate, um, I always wanted to find the right way to do something and, and it had to be done right. And I think one of the things that I noticed as an entrepreneur was that that mindset can actually hold you back because you're constantly looking for the right way. Mm-hmm. And so one way that this has changed me is that I 
I know now that there's there's no one way to do anything. There's no right way. There's only your way. And once you can sort of sit with that, it really reduces your anxiety, your stress, your feeling like there's some sort of quest for the right way. And you can move forward with with confidence and with with um, less sort of anxiety. That I love that. So, okay, so this is really interesting to me because there are definitely better ways to do things than others, right? But I love what you're saying in the sense of like, it's just because you do it differently than somebody else that's maybe been successful with their way doesn't make your way wrong. It doesn't make it the worst way because I might not operate the same way that person does, you know, where my strengths are not their strengths. Yeah, sense. I think I think it's a combination of certainly there are some commonly accepted best practices, right? You uh, want to have a website that looks nice, for example, just because your way is to make your website look crappy and have no words on it. You know, that would not be the the way that I'm talking about. You know, so within a certain you know range of possibilities, you can choose the way that's right for you. I recently wrote this down. This, this lesson actually, I think that this is a lesson you keep learning over and over as a business owner. And uh, my team and I realized, or you know, had this lesson sort of made clear to us again recently, and it caused me to write down this post, right? And so just run your race. And that's why uh, we I wrote this down for myself and my team uh, as a, a reminder that it's not about anybody else's race. You run your race. I love that. Yeah. Leah. Um, so uh, like 10 years ago, I got into running after like my first divorce and the first race I was literally running and trying to stay up with this like 80 year old runner that was in every race that I was seeing. And so that was my, for, for probably like the first couple, I was just like, Oh, she's here again. And no matter what, she was slow and steady. And I would be like, I'm on a sprint. And then I would like, oh, I had to walk. And then she'd just be like, Rob past me, wave at me, you know. Um, but I realize what you just said, though, right, is you're not running against others, just run your own race. And, and then it changed how I would go to these races. And I was just, okay, my last time was this. I want to try to beat my last time, you know. And before you knew it, I would be crossing the line with the nice little old lady. We'd wave to each other. I'm like, we did it together this time, you know. But yeah, I love that so much. And it's so true. You know, and I'm just going to throw out there, if you are running the race where your website looks crappy and you have no words, will you please call Selena and I? Because <laughs> we're going to help you out with that. <laughs> That's, that is that is not a race you want to try and run. Not that one. Don't do that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, this is fantastic what you, I like how you, yeah, I just loved everything you just said yeah. there. So well, you know, yeah, it's absolutely it makes it about you and your and your journey and not about other people. And that's really what this that's kind of, we had a guest a couple of weeks ago again that she was a life coach and she was talking about how you had to identify what was your priority. It couldn't be the Joneses priority. It couldn't be, you know, your business partner's priority. It couldn't be your family's priority. Yeah. It had to be yours. And that was the only way you were going to really find happiness and success and, and feel fulfill, fulfilled in what you were doing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I hear you echoing is, focusing on what's important to you and what your strengths are and what your journey is, is what's going to take you to that end goal that you're looking for. Of course. And I think that, you know, you can't sort of 
I'm a big uh, proponent of the this idea that you can move forward in your business until you also sort of look at yourself and the, your, the beliefs that you bring to this. And a lot of us were raised by um, totally well-meaning people who wanted the best for us, right? And uh, have, have sort of taught us to move forward in a way that might work in, you know, middle school and high school and college, right? But uh, like you're the mug that you are using today, Selena, like it's a jungle out there, right? Mm -hmm. And so it requires a different set of beliefs. It requires a different mindset. And so you, it's, um, and I'm also like a personal development junkie. So I'm always like reading books and like trying to figure out why I do the things I do and why other people are the way they are. Um, and so I'm really curious about not just this idea of there's no one way to do anything, but what beliefs need to be sort of unraveled in order to get to that point. And so that's, I think, the real sort of growth. Yeah, I like that. I like that, that you have to, that it, it is, I like that it's not like there's just one thing you identify and you do it. You know, there's this whole like grouping series of things that, like you said, you unravel them as you go. Mm -hmm. Like you might see a piece of it here, but there's a whole new side of it once you get through that portion. Yeah, totally. And that's why something like, um, you know, what you'll hear a lot of like coaches or business coaches tell you is like, fake it till you make it. That's why fake it till you make it will never work because you, um, you haven't yet unraveled some of the beliefs that are that are causing you to think about something in a different way or approach yeah. it in a different way. Yeah, I, this sound this okay. So I I can tell just from the way the conversation is going, like this is going to be a huge part of like that bigger conversation of being a good salesperson. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel like that's like you just set this foundation for like the next question, you know, which is. Well, I guess we can just jump into the next question. Yeah, let's are we do moving? It. Okay, so we're going to jump into the next question, which is basically, um, wait, I don't want it to be a ticker. I want it to be a ticker. <laughs> I apologize. So, Leah, then with what we just talked about, what's the secret to landing that client? So how do you sell to these people? Like once you've started that process and your journey and you're feeling good about where you're at, what's next? Well, when I when you shared this question with me prior to you know this session, I really started to think about it, and I want to offer that there's not just one secret. Well, there are a lot of secrets, but there are three really important ones. Get ready. And remember that I didn't come from this world, right? These are all things that I've had to learn for myself, and so I know how difficult some even some of the things I might say here are to sort of reconcile, right? Because it's this is this is an uncomfortable world. Uh, this idea that, you know, you selling is something you either have or you don't is sort of, I, I don't think that's really true. You can learn how to sell, but it is a process. So anyway, but that's not even one of the secrets. So <laughs> I don't want to go over there. I think the first secret mm -hmm. to starting to get these clients that are businesses that are going to be more profitable for you, that are um, going to be more, um, you know, bigger projects. And when you're, they're more profitable, you can, you know, have less, um, you can really um, prevent burnout. One, the first, and for, the first and most important secret is that you can actually do it. You can actually work with these bigger clients. You can actually land these bigger projects because, you know, and even Anna said uh, that you get a little bit of imposter syndrome. And I think it keeps a lot of people playing small. 
with the types of clients that they want to work with or that they're going after. And so I think the first secret is, uh, it's a mindset secret, which is you can actually do this. You're good enough to do this. And uh, so it's worth going after. The second secret is that uh, you have to be where these clients are. So, you know, oftentimes in the digital marketing world, you think I have to I have a website, I have a blog. And, you know, this is, of course, is your world, you guys. And it's um, but it's not that if you build it, they will come. So to get uh, clients that are businesses, you have to go where the businesses are. And that's LinkedIn. So what that means is that things that you might see happening on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, the decision makers are not hanging out on Facebook for work or Instagram for work or TikTok for work or whatever, right? They're hanging out on LinkedIn. And in fact, 84% of uh, B2B decision makers say that LinkedIn is where they are looking for uh, education or for information about um, solutions to their problems. And then the third secret is that you have to really position your work in terms of the value that those clients care about. So a lot of us start by talking about our businesses in terms of what we do. You know, I'm a, I am do digital, digital marketing. I'm a leadership coach. I'm a life coach, what have you. But that really refers to us. So you have to sort of flip it around and start talking about your work in terms of the value to the client's business. How will they be different? as a result of working with you? What things can they do in the future as a result of working with you that they can't do now? So that's really how you get them interested in not just you because of the activities you can do or the services you offer, but how they will be different. I love that. All three of them are so good. I couldn't even pick like a favorite one really because they all tie together obviously, but... Um... Yeah, I don't, you guys, the, three tips like this, if you're feeling nervous, but I, um, man, what do well, I say? Well, let's just, let's just drill down a little bit. So wow. the very first one that I'm just going to throw back up there, yeah. the very first one you said, you can actually do it. You're yeah. good enough, right? Like having that mindset, I think it's really different, difficult, especially for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and very small businesses, right? Yeah. They think I can't work with that fortune 500 company. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the manpower. I don't have the time. I don't have the expertise or, I mean, or maybe it's not even that, but it's yeah. the time and manpower maybe because I'm a small business and they need so much more. Well, I think that that's in some cases that's true, but there's a whole chasm between, you know, your standard solopreneur and the fortune 500. There's a whole class of businesses that, uh, that need help and they have money mm -hmm. and but they're not you know these big multinational companies right yeah but i and i think that the time and manpower thing is is a little bit of fear it's going to take too much of my time right it's going to take too much. but if if you don't sort of try it or you yeah. you know you sort of don't know what these companies need and there's a way to, to sort of structure your services and structure what you offer that yeah. doesn't just eat up all of your time but I think that the thing that comes before that is that, you know, that imposter syndrome, that thing, they're going to know that I don't know what I'm talking about. They're going to see right through me. These people are so yeah. big and important. 
you know, that they're going to sort of look through me. That's, I think, the, the real underlying fear. And that's very, For sure. you know, common and normal to think yeah. that. You want yeah. it, but there's a fear of success too, right? And so it like you grab onto any excuse not to take that one step closer to attaining them. And Absolutely. Right? But it keeps you playing small. I mean, I have have clients who are um, selling in um, programs to businesses that don't require a lot of their time. It's just in the strategy realm. They're getting paid in the high five figures and sometimes in the six figures um, to do the work that they love that um, and they can still take on other clients. It's Mm -hmm. uh, you're not at the at the mercy of your clients you get to decide what how you offer your services what you charge mm-hmm. i love oh, that's such that's such a good reminder because i think sometimes we smaller businesses entrepreneurs sell themselves short right i have to take that client another one might not come along but the reality is is that you can what she's saying right here you don't have to accept that client that maybe isn't your isn't your ideal or doesn't want to pay you your worth you don't have to settle for that. Like you can wait for the next thing. It's that's better and bigger and more to your value base. You know, I love Absolutely. that. Okay. Put it, yeah. put oh, it on a post-it. Oh yeah. Put it on a post. <laughs> that's perfect. I wish I had post-its right next to me. I'm going to have to put some on my desk, right? My post-it is out of reach, but as soon as we're done, I'm literally going to go <laughs> run your race and it's going to go on my computer, you know? So, uh, any of our guests out there watching right now, put it on a post-it and yeah. then shoot a picture and tag us in it so we can yeah. see it. Put it on a post-it. I'm worth it. I'm good yeah. enough. I am right. gonna I'm gonna show you real fast, Leah, what I do have taped to my I have this. I'm from Hawaii and um this is oh, I love it. That's online because I live um I just that's how I operate my business with a lot of aloha. And then I do have it's funny, but this one. I've had this on I've not no like trust. I've this is like six years old and it has traveled from Louisiana to Texas. I, you know, I could have wrote a new one, but I felt like I was gonna give bad juju if I took off my original post-it. Anyway, so. oh my god, I love that. I love yeah. it. Tell us what's on the post-it, guys. We really do want to know, and I think Leah can like. I'm sure she'll like to see what you guys have down the road. But okay, yeah. can we can we talk about her secret number two real fast? Yes, let's do it. So secret yeah. number two, which is be where the clients and businesses are, and she said LinkedIn, which. If anyone's been watching the last few little while, Selena and I are huge fans of LinkedIn. Wow. We love LinkedIn. We think LinkedIn is an awesome platform. And as far as business to business, you're we hundred percent. I'm just going to speak for both of us here. Agree with you, Leah. Yeah. This is where the people are. This is where you're building professional relationships. This is where you're getting to show your value as in terms of being a business and what you can offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what would be like? what would be like one thing you would say about LinkedIn to anyone that's listening, like whether they're doing it or not, like what's your like one LinkedIn tip you throw out there? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> trying, to keep, trying to keep me to one tip. Is so hard. Um, I think, I think the, the most important thing to know about LinkedIn is that a lot of us, uh, you know, get on LinkedIn and think it's super professional. It's very buttoned up. It's, you know, uh, you know, you have to sort of be a certain way or it's basically the online version of like going into the office. But I think 
one thing I'd want to share with everyone who's listening is that you can actually do LinkedIn really well and get in front of your ideal clients and build those relationships and help them sort of take the next step by being yourself. It does not have to be buttoned up. You do not have to use, you know, the corporate jargon. You can really show who you are because even in this world of like business to business, people do business with people. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You're just speaking my language. I mean, obviously I just showed you my Amplify Aloha and I think connecting is super important um, in my culture. And so I think that it, you should continue to always want to connect. Yeah. My, my teenage kid has arisen and she's poked her head in my office. And I'm like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think connecting and networking uh, with intention then with like, you know, the right way for the right reasons, right? Will definitely um, down the road get get you where you want to go. Yeah. yeah, and do it, and you can you can do it yourself, right? Yeah. And, um, you can be yourself and show parts of you yeah. that you might not think are you know okay for like a business platform. Okay. I recently in the pandemic, I uh, stopped coloring my hair and went gray, right? And I shared that journey with my audience and with my uh, connections on LinkedIn. And I have to tell you, you know, I'm sharing sales strategies and all of these things all the time, but you know, what got the most, uh, which was what was the most resonant with people yeah. is that journey. Right. Yeah. There's a huge, there's a, there's a huge like movement right now. I'm just going to call it a movement, but people are really looking for uh, professional relationships where they feel connected to the individuals that they're working with. Wow. That, you know, where where it used to be you, you business and pleasure were completely separated. And that line has really blurred over the last, I would say, maybe 10 years, but especially right now. And I really think the pandemic had a huge part to play in this in terms of like letting people try and find that connection. And it, it morphed into the business world. They want to know your value sets. They want to know what who you are like behind the scenes. They want to they want to see into that kind of that personal private now there are some things you want to keep personal and private but then but there is a there's a level of yeah. okay for sharing like i first of all i love your hair and yeah. i wish i was that you. I'm, I'm working on it <laughs> yeah so, this is a color, totally yeah. I, this is a color i'm calling pandemic gray oh yeah <laughs> i love it you know i think i like well i'm just gonna go off of what anna had just said too right the pandemic is kind of like you know, in that the scene in The Wizard of Oz, right? When you get to finally see who Oz is behind the curtain. And I think that's what it has done is we've kind of allowed ourselves to just open the curtain and be a little bit more because we're we are all in that same scene, right? The CEOs are at home with their kids that are toddlers that don't know boundaries and the closed door, right? Because they're like, yay, daddy CEO is home and they're going to jump in on the Zoom call. So we kind yeah. of let a lot of things uh, kind of your guards down or the, uh, yeah. like you said, the curtain is open. So yeah, yeah. I love that. And I think the kids thing is, and the, and the pandemic has totally brought that about. I remember very early on, one of my team members said, oh, I guess we don't all have to pretend like we don't have kids at work. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a true statement though. You don't think about it. So but true. Yes, that's, oh, I love that. Yes, okay, so I'm just gonna tell everyone right now, so one of the shares you can do that's a personal share is whatever you wrote on that post-it for Leah's secret number one. Yeah share it as yes. a personal share 
something you learned this week, right? Like something that inspired you. Share it on your personal share on LinkedIn. Make sure you tag us because I want to see it. Yeah, tag me as well. I love seeing uh, when people start to get comfortable with LinkedIn and either make their first post that they might have made in years. Yes, exactly. Um, Okay, so let's go really quick. Uh, Oh, so Johnson, where do you want us to post our post-it affirmations? I'm on your computer, on your bathroom mirror, wherever you want to put it, I suppose, right? I I took his question as like, yeah, post it on our page on LinkedIn and make sure to tag uh, Leah and Anna and Selena. That's all. (laughs) I'm like thinking like, bathroom mirror, where do you put your affirmations? I don't know. She's another cup of coffee, Leah. She's the smart cookie of us two. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, please, please tag us. Um, anyway, okay, let's go on to number three. All right, number three. Talk about your work in terms of the value you bring to them. So I'm just going to throw out really quick. At, so I'm a copywriter, right? This is a huge part for copywriting. Like, we're always telling our clients, we have to tell them what's the value, not not what do they get, You know, not what's the laundry list of things that are coming in their 10 week course. What are they, what's the actual value? What is this going to change for them? What problem are you solving for them? And that's really what I think you're talking about here, right? Is what you're, what you, what kind of, what inspiration are you bringing to this client? What help are you? Absolutely. All those words. Yes. Absolutely. I think that, you know, the thing is, we, we're we comfortable talking about ourselves, right? What we do, what they get, all of these things. But the job, and, and I'm sure you see this every day as part of your work, the job is to help clients fall in love with their own future. Yes. And so that's what we talk about when we, that's what we mean when we talk about value. How can clients, how can you help a client fall in love with their own future? And that's where you need to start the conversation. Yeah. One of the, I, so there's a, I had a testimonial from a client of mine and what I loved the most about it was she said the most unexpected thing in was when she worked with me was that I motivated her. And that was such a huge compliment for me, right? It wasn't about the email series I'd written or the launch that we'd done or any of that, but she's like, I felt inspired and motivated. And I was like, yes. You know, and then, I, but that's that's an example of what you're talking about here. I'm just patting myself on the back, just a tiny little bit here, but it's an example of what you're saying. Where it's the, I brought something that I, first of all I didn't expect that to be what her testimonial would say, right? I think she'd be great email series, great launch strategy, blah blah blah. But no, it was all about the other parts of it that she found even more valuable than the actual work I did for her. And I think that is, if you can identify those as a small business owner, really identify what your value is that you're bringing, it's gotta be included in everything that you're doing. The way you talk about your business, what you're posting on social media, you know, the way you're presenting yourself, when you're introducing yourself, like it all ties together. Absolutely. And it's hard to identify that for yourself. So I just want to acknowledge, you know, this is the hardest thing to do in your business because you you can't read the label from inside, you know, the jar. And so I understand it's hard, but it's worth sticking with it to really sort of hit on the value. Because like you said, when you integrate it into everything on your LinkedIn page, on your website, in your emails, in, in sales conversations, you really start to, you start the conversation at 
around value, which means you can charge more, you can get paid more, you can, you know, define your set of services, you can keep yourself from sort of being treated like an employee. There's so many downstream effects when you can really start the conversation around value. I love the ones you just said, you know, the get paid more. And the last one you said, not be treated like an employee, which is so which is a huge issue for small businesses and entrepreneurs, right? You get hired and then it's almost like you become their employee. And so I love that. I love that it's it's about really empowering yourself ultimately. To, mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. I go through this exercise in both of my programs, uh, you know, to really hone in on the value and we don't just do it for the client benefit, right? So that your LinkedIn is more compelling or, you know, that it helps clients sort of envision their future. Although that is an important reason to do it. We also do it because it changes how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. and your own business and where your value plays in this world. And so one of the things we find is that, you know, people feel a lot better and a lot more empowered about what they're even doing when they can uncover and really articulate the value that they provide their clients. That's so good. Leah, that's awesome. Three amazing tips for Monday morning. I think everybody's going to be feeling very inspired this week. Like you gave us three good action things. I want to see some post-its. I want to see those post-its on social media with us tagged in it. And maybe your post-it is going to contain what your value base is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Throw your value base on a post-it so we can see what it is. I'll totally share it. I will share it if you post it, right? I love that. That's that's some good stuff. Sorry, my dog, my dog is like excited for us and the post-its as well. She's scratching at the door to try to tell everybody you all need to have a post-it. So um, okay. So here's the deal. We are coming to the close of our show and we've all seen the value that Leah has. And we want to make sure you know how to find Leah everywhere in the world. Just kidding. Not everywhere. Just in the places that are comfortable. Right. um, Let me add back into here and let's see, Leah, if you want to tell everybody where they can, they can find you. Absolutely. So it won't surprise you to know that I'm really active on LinkedIn. And so you can search for me and connect with me or follow me on LinkedIn. That's where I spend a lot of time and I'm always sharing, you know, tips and strategies and stories. Um, of course, you can uh, check out smartgetspaid.com, which is my uh, website and the Smart Gets Paid podcast, where you can listen in on some conversations with uh, my clients and myself where we're solving some of their challenges. Yes. She did ask a question if she should have more than one season. And I just wanted to put my answer here. Yes, Leah, please continue. (laughs) Have more than one season. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank um, you. I appreciate that. No, for sure. You know, and it's where I sent Leah this email that I was like, not to be weird, but your voice is also so soothing. Like it just makes it so easy to listen. too and not that you know i don't know why i'm always about the voice and how it's like you know it it doesn't make me do this it just it's like huh i want to know more leah tell me more i want to keep hearing (laughs) Uh, thank you so much it's not weird people have said that to me i some one of my clients was like have you just been perfecting the perfect podcast voice and i'm like honestly this is just how i talk (laughs) no i want to be like leah's voice like i'm just like I don't know how to do it. I'm going to have to like really listen and see. 
I just would like a, I would like a recording, Leah, when you do your recording, like a video, so I can just watch how your mouth moves, how you pause. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll get like, that to you. Yeah. Like, so somehow I've now become a podcast teacher or voice person. Like right. add that to your to your thing. So. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. And then our, one of our last things we absolutely is our um, tip jar from one of our past guests, Caitlin Eldridge. You guys, I just want to first pat myself on the back. We, we filed our taxes last week. We were done. <laughs> Ooh, that was rough. And thanks for her. So I absolutely love Caitlin. Um, but anyway, she says when preparing reports and QBO, make sure you don't have a large undeposited funds attack attack account. It's a sign something might be off. Yeah. So no undeposited funds. <laughs> make sure it's all in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Leah, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Leah. That was amazing. I'm really, I, I really feel inspired. To, this was a great way to start my Monday morning. Right. And I love it because it's what I realize is that I am doing the right things already in the way that I am reaching out to potential business, other businesses, oh, yeah. right. To work with them. Like I'm doing the right things. Yeah. So, um, It'll be, this is exciting. Yeah. In terms of like, I feel empowered. Thank you. Yes. Love that. Yeah. You're so, welcome. I'm so glad. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, again, I'm really excited. Who knew that post-its would be something fun that we would be looking forward to, right? From our show. Like, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. But um, you guys go find Leah on all the places that she said. Definitely. I've already connected with her on LinkedIn. So I'm excited to just kind of stay connected and learn more from her and all the wonderful things. So, yeah. <sighs> All right. So next week, I will join us for Patrice yeah. Jones. She, we're going to talk about kidpreneurs. So if you got a kid that's up and coming, or if you want to inspire some entrepreneurship in your children for the yeah. summer, this is the pod or this is the live stream you want to join in on. Yeah. Um, as always, you can find us at annaandselena.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on your favorite podcast platform. We'd love it if you wanted to subscribe. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we will see everybody next week, Monday, 10 a.m. Thank you so much for joining in to us today, and we will Bye. see you later. Bye.